Gents, back at it again, episode 17, down in the studio, me and Maddie Ice, oh yeah, the dick, Teddy B, F17 baby, woo, F17, and what a time to be alive, what a time Woo-hoo! to be alive, baby, this will uh, kind of serve as our fantasy season ender, uh, the finale, I suppose, uh, and yeah, we'll... We're going to do another one when the whole uh, NFL season is done, when the Mm -hmm. playoffs are over. But, uh, yeah, what a special. What what a night. What a day. Saturday afternoon pod for the boys. Yeah, switching it up a bit. So who knows? How fucked up can you get at noon on Saturday? (laughs) Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to keep this one a little light. I heard there was some grumblings that uh, last week's was a little long. And you know what? It was. It was. It was extremely long. I haven't even got through the whole thing. Oh, me neither. Um, you know, I'm not apologizing by any means, but yeah, a little long. A little long for the boys. Yeah, it went a little long. Asking a lot of the listeners to sit through three and a half hours. Uh, I listened to it. My voice sounded terrible, all cracky and breaking like a 13-year-old. Uh, Matt and I were getting more and more fucked up as oh, the pod went on. Don't you even remember tell. how it ended. <laughs> and then we made the guys sit through three full Christmas songs. Right? <laughs> that was a little bit aggressive, maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, so we're into 17. Yeah, F17. Who'd you go with for this one, Gordo? Oh, I'm going with Phil No Birth Control, Phil Rivers. Of course. Of yeah. course. My boy, nice white gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, just a great Christian man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if you were going to take that road or uh, the other road, your other boy. Devontae. And you know what? You should take them both. Take them both. Love Devontae him. Adams, man. He was clutch for me this year. I'm um, pretty sure he was like the top three scoring wide receiver in fantasy. 
Something yeah, like that. At least top, top five. At least top Maybe five. Maybe top three. Yeah. Um, and I was hyping them before the year on my Twitter account. That's now dead. Um, <laughs> Desolate, deactivated. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, you gotta gotta give it to that guy. He helped me get to the final. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there are a few out there. I like your picks. I went with Alan Hearns. We touched on him uh, earlier in a previous BFB episode when we talked about my cause, my cleats. The reason why I picked 17 is to honor the victims of Marjorie Stoneman. So, yeah, got to give him props there. Lots of respect for that guy. Uh, so that's who I went with. Mm-hmm. We could have also touched on uh, the Rook, Stu's guy, Josh Allen, <laughs> the all-legs all legs rushing all machine. All-legs, yeah. Uh, Browns legend, uh, polarizing Browns player, Braylon Edwards. Uh, came out with big expectations and <laughs> did not meet them. Uh, Michigan man. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey also wears 17. Ryan, the big thrill, Tannehill, yeah. wears 17. Big man. Or your boy, Gord. <laughs> and Show Life Shane's boy, too. Plaxico. <laughs> Plaxico Burris. <laughs> oh, oh, man. If, for those that don't know who Plaxico Burris is, look him up. Yeah. Mainly look up the story about him shooting himself, because uh, that's all you need to know. <laughs> shooting himself in the leg. Uh, but, yeah. Mm. Former Giant. Former Steeler. Plaxi. Um Yeah, Teddy's excited. Teddy's yeah. fired up. Usually he has to wait all day to... To get to get the pod going, he, when I told him it was a noon start time, oh, oh guy had his game face on. He went to bed early last night in anticipation for ready. this afternoon. Yeah, big time. Yeah, his little eyes lit up. This yeah, afternoon, Matt, he was telling him. Well, um, we want to let's touch on our sponsor before we jump into uh, a couple other pressing and monumental uh, uh, news bits. Yeah, but our sponsor this weekend is iTunes <laughs> for not shutting this little project down after week one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they made it, you know, they let us have it right till the end. So mm-hmm. that's good. We're happy for it. Yeah. So thank you. We appreciate Apple. it. Yeah. On the same tune though. Yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, we reached the BFB reached a massive milestone. Honestly, didn't even think this was possible when no. we started this thing. Uh, after our last ep, ep 16, we are now over 1000 downloads. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Fucking nuts. Centurion. <laughs> Isn't a Centurion a hundred? Is it? 1k maybe is what you were looking for. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I thought Centurion sounded a little more like 1000. Isn't Centurion the game you play when you drink a shot of beer for 100 minutes? I thought yes. that's what it was. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, wrong word. Already well, screwing up. It's only fucking we did, 30. Well, you know what? Whatever. We, it's, you, we did go over 100 downloads on Ep1 alone. Oh, that's true. That was our big dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we also let it sit out there for two weeks. So yeah, had we time. had a little extra. Yeah. Plus, you know, guys, if they're getting into it late, maybe they want to see what the first Ep was like, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the evolution. The evolution, <laughs> you man. hope You hope that we're getting better, but... Uh, <laughs> after last week's Ep, I don't know, man. It's in question for sure. Yeah. Oh, so, anyways, fuck. thank you. Yeah, is, thanks, That's what everybody. we're trying to say. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Appreciate uh, it. It's been a fucking blast. Um, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't want to listen to myself talk for that long to be honest, but uh, whatever. We thank you boys and girls. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. And uh, before we move on, we need to discuss the big matchup of last week. Yeah. 
championship result. And it was tight. It was real tight. I was sweating going yeah. into the going into the weekend and as the as the day started. And I'm sure you were too. If you're not nervous, you know, what are you? Yeah, I just my boys didn't have a very good day. I left two guys on my bench that couldn't want it for me. Yeah. And uh Yeah, had you played them both, had you had Gord played Kirk Cousins and Cortland Sutton, I would have won. Which yeah. makes it sting a little bit more, but you know what? Somebody's gotta win, somebody's gotta lose. Yeah. Uh couldn't have asked for a better opponent, and uh, you know it's uh, well, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it does suck. Yeah, it does. It sucks, but whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna fucking piss and moan about it. No, no. It was. Uh, I was fortunate. Uh, I think if you look at the rest of the league, had we not played each other, we only would have beat one other team. Yeah. Last week, so we both had just shit weeks. I just got lucky that Gord had a had a worse one. Uh, final score was ninety two to seventy three. Uh, my big my big contributor was Russell Wilson with twenty eight. My uh, my big contributor was Antonio Callaway with zero. That <laughs> <laughs> so we're at Metro, because <coughs> um, Schlemmer's in town, and I saw that I had lost. Like I was obviously watching, yeah. and I was watching the game too, right? And I saw that I had lost, and I just like quietly went outside. <laughs> I was just having a smoke, and Megan's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I just needed a minute alone. She's like, why? She's like, I just lost in fantasy. She's like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Then she just went back inside, and I just stood there by myself. Oh, man. Because I was rattled. Man, yeah, I I completely get it. Had had it been the other way around, and you had come out on top, I I would have broken something in my home. I just don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I would have been very upset. I, I found last week, I I was almost cheering louder for when, like for instance, Gord had Zeke and Amari Cooper playing, and there yeah. was a there was a play in the red zone where they went to Michael Gallup and oh, he caught it. I was gonna fucking shoot myself. Oh, I honestly cheered louder on that play than any other play that happened that week with the Browns, whatever, with any of my fantasy guys, that Michael Gallup, Gallup catch was the highlight of my Sunday. And, <laughs> and the fucking Dak run. Yeah, that was huge too Oh, earlier. I was so fucking mad. And the defensive uh, fumble, <laughs> scoop, and score by yeah. the hot boy Jalen Smith. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I got fortunate in that one. But you know what? It is what it is. Uh, it feels good, though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to rub it in Gord's face, but it, it feels it feels really, really cool. And I think the neatest part is it's four seasons we've been doing this, four different champions. It's uh, yeah, just uh, you know, it's been it's been awesome. And with uh, but Gord, all we gotta say is it was tough. Maybe next year. You are one pathetic loser. Yeah. And Matt, what are you uh, gonna be doing all summer and all off season? Duh. Winning. Of course. First place, baby! And with that being said, Gord, I've got a surprise. You got a surprise? Yeah. Uh, please go ahead and take that glass. I've got one for myself. It's time we celebrate. With, <laughs> a, with a little bubbly. Oh my god. <laughs> So here we go. Uh, this is this is two parter. This is for obviously my championship win, but also for our, for the success of our pod. Absolutely. So it's for both of us. So oh, 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 oh. she's coming. 
Man, is that rosé bubbly? This is rosé baby dog. Oh, my <laughs> God. For the boys. He knows the keys to my heart. Yeah, so, anyways, and on a season well done. all over the place. All over myself. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, man. That's okay. So, the boys are drinking good today. Oh, yeah. It's a champagne pod for the boys. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right. Mm. <laughs> I've never had rosé baby duck. Oh, this looks interesting. <laughs> Can't say I knew it was rosé when I bought it. <coughs> I just I... saw the pink bubbles coming out of the fucking yeah. top. I just saw the label baby duck and I knew fine, fine wine, fine champagne. So, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Cheers. Cold would have been a little nicer. Yeah, that would have been nice. But you know what? <laughs> you could have left it in only, the snow for a little bit or something. Only so much planning a guy can do. Oh, man. No, that's good. That's a big bottle, too, man. We Are we going to drink that whole thing? 1.5 liters. <laughs> if we want to. No, man. You can't. We'd be loaded, <laughs> dude. We'd be fucked. Yeah, I know. I got, it, a, I got little, shit to do this afternoon. Yeah, so do I. It's a little different than fucking, you know, uh, like a Thursday at fucking 11 o'clock when I go home. Yeah. You know, whatever. But. Well, who knows? We'll see. Maybe we'll give the, the listeners status updates as the, as the afternoon yeah, carries on. it's true. Well, fuck. Here we go. Are we jumping in? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Text. But, yay. You got it. I know. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Win, Appreciate buddy. it. There's Appreciate a handshake it. there. That's, yeah. That was. Yeah. No, I have to say, Gord's been nothing but cordial and um, really, uh, really uh, the sportsmanship. He's been awesome. I'm just a sore loser on the inside. Yeah. Before, <laughs> yeah. But he's been that way before, during, and after. Uh, so it's been nice. I know we shit talk each other a lot. Last week, we got a bit aggressive with each other. I got, I got a little too aggressive. We were fucked up, though. Um, so, yeah. But it's been great. Axe Head represent <laughs> yeah, the Axehead best, Blue. worst division in the league. We had the first place, second place, tenth place, and last place guy. <laughs> yeah. Come at us, bitches. Come at us. Yeah. Come at the boys. <laughs> All right. Well, this one comes in from a longtime listener, first-time texter. Mm. Uh, a few of the boys will know him. Normally, uh, a bright orange blur flying down the middle of the ice that wears number 81 for the Flyers. <laughs> the, mo- the number one in our hearts, though. 81 in the playbook, 80, uh, number one in our heart. Yeah. Kessel from the hot tub. <laughs> the Castle Downs hot tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, the Londonderry hot tub. Yeah. Sorry. Kessel from the hot tub. He, he wrote in. I, hasn't he texted in once before? No. No, he no, hasn't? He's stoked. He, he said, like, if I actually make it, I'm going to be pumped. Mm. So he asks, he says, can you highlight some college players heading into the draft that could be solid late round sleeper picks next year for fantasy owners? And I definitely added in words to make that a coherent sentence because when he first sent it to me, it was like caveman. Can you name draft pick next year, sleeper, good player, college? <laughs> yeah, it's like John from the Rock. Yeah. Again. yeah. Anyways. I got to let Maddie take this one because I do not watch college football. Yeah, I watch. I've, I haven't watched it nearly as much as I normally do. Uh, been wrapped up with some other things, but a few that popped out to me. I went with just running backs and wide receivers. Um, and keep in mind, this de- this depends on if they declare for the draft. So a lot of these guys could go back for another season. And uh, still trying to wait and figure it out. But for running backs, love the name. Bryce Love <laughs> yeah. from Stanford. 
banged up in 2018, but his 2017 was massive. He averaged 8.1 yards per carry, over 2,000 yards rushing, and 19 touchdowns. And then the best part about this guy, he doesn't have the breakaway speed that that, uh, Chris Johnson has, but every other aspect he's been compared to CJ2K. Yeah. Uh, He's not as fast, but he is just, he's the same, similar style, similar build, uh, one of those smaller, shifty, uh, quick motherfuckers. So he's a name to keep out. The number one guy, I believe, is Damian Harris from Alabama. Um, But because Alabama has just been crushing their opponents, he's not seen a big workload. Um, which is crummy for his numbers, but good as he enters the league because he has less wear and tear on his body. Um, and his comparison is a young Doug Martin. Ooh, angry Doug. Yeah. The muscle hamster. The muscle hamster. Yeah. For wide receivers, uh, A.J. Brown from Ole Miss, his yard after catch potential uh, is huge, and he's a very polished route runner. Um, he's got uh, some some first-round pedigree and some some buzz around him. Debo Samuel from South Carolina. Scouts feel he's an early round guy too. Uh, he's got explosive split, uh, speed, playmaking ability. Just needs to stay healthy. He's had a little bit of a tough time uh, injury-wise. And then the the most intriguing guy on this list is Marquise Brown from Oklahoma. Electric player. He's been compared to Tyree Kale, or sorry, T.Y. Hilton and Will Fuller the fifth. Mm. So he's undersized. He has excellent hands, and his cousin is Antonio Brown. Oh, no way. Yeah. The pedigree is there. He's going to be a deep guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's like that, he'll beat you with his speed, just get open kind of guy. So those are are some names to keep out for. Obviously, as the draft gets closer, guys will declare, uh, and, you know, more in-depth scouting will come out. But, uh, yeah, there you go, Cass. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Um... You can you can read the next one on that. Yeah, all right. Well, you know what? The next one comes in from a, a long-time listener. Good friend of mine. She was on the pod yeah. one time. Light up listener lounge. Many, many moons ago. <laughs> uh, this one comes in from Doris from the Crest. And she says, will the Beverly Fantasy Bulletin continue next season? I can't even bear the thought of not hearing Gord's sexy and sultry voice each week. <laughs> oh god um, yeah a fucking rights it is yeah totally absolutely. totally uh no question i think it's been held you know met with some good uh reviews and i i would love to yeah i i completely agree i think we've had this it year was to, fun, man. yeah it's been a blast we've had this year to kind of figure out what works what doesn't What's acceptable, what's not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think next year is going to be great. And, yeah. you know, uh, it's nice to have this year was really cool because we had every guy in the league on, on either yeah. in studio or by phone, which was really cool. And I'm not saying that I didn't like that. I, I love that aspect of it. I thought it brought the league very close. But now that everybody's been a guest, it opens up options for season two. Yeah. You know, so we can have guys that might not be in the league or. You know, guys of different interests. Like, yeah. let's let's get Tony live in studio. Let him just talk cues. Talk a little barbecue. Cues and smokers, yeah. you know? We could get Robbie and just talk about being the best dad in the world. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Best you know? dad ever, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Number one dad. He ha- he deserves a coffee mug that says number one dad. Yeah. You know what? He's probably got a couple in his fucking <laughs> closet. <laughs> just wait till his kids hit school. He'll get, like, a shit ton of that. That oh yeah. yeah oh yeah so many uh necktie happy father's day cards <laughs> <laughs> those are good yeah actually great segue gord 
because Robbie has our next question. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the QMP, his short suite, who will Kaepernick play for next year? <coughs> what do you think? Do you think I don't he... know. I, I don't think he's going to get signed. It's so tough, man. When guys like Peterman are getting signed again, mm-hmm. I think the collusion is real. I'm pretty sure he won the collusion case. I don't know how the how that is yeah going. Okay. Um, or maybe I don't know maybe that was just something I read like a little clickbait or something I don't know but I mean I think he's blackballed man yeah I, I it's sad to say because he's better than half of the backup quarterbacks in the yeah. league and almost I would almost argue half uh, better than a third of the starting quarterbacks in the yeah. fucking league too um, yeah I just I just don't get it like I obviously get why he's being blackballed but. At the end of the day, the NFL is about winning yeah. and money. And will you lose that much money if you sign that guy? Will will fan, loyal fans actually boycott your team for signing that That's guy? That's what they think, man. Man. I just don't get it. Like yeah. the guy the guy's trying to have a political stand, have a have a view, uh, expressing himself. And if, if if fans aren't turned away when they have a guy that's a fucking known woman beater or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Why would they stay away? Because they don't, you know, it just it just seems stupid that he's not signed. I mean, I think it's funny that teams are working out fucking Mike Riley and yeah. Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. Mike Riley's 33 years old. Oh, yeah. Granted, you know what? I think Riley is fucking better than a lot of fucking NFL quarterbacks. He's mobile. He's fucking massive. He's tough. He's very, yeah, the toughness is the biggest part. Yeah. He's fucking, he will fucking dive headfirst to get that first down. I mean, which is, you know, silly sometimes, but yeah. he's the kind of guy that will, you know, he's doing it for the team. Yeah. And if guys like them that have, are CFL fucking vets are getting looks, I don't think he's going to get signed. Yeah. It's sad to say. You know. If a team did take a chance on him, and I really don't think there's many, but if a team did, I could see it being the Jaguars. Yeah. Because of who their owner is, Shad Khan, global thinker. Yeah. Um, and He he's doesn't not, give a fuck he about give your a f- American fucking no. No. hoopla, fucking no. this, that. No, or if fucking Trump wants to slander his name in the media. What does fucking fuck Shad Khan care? Yeah, exactly. Shad Khan's probably got more money than fucking Trump. Yeah, and they've got a need, really. Yeah. So... That would be a. I think that would be a real nice matchup. Uh, take a little pressure off of, off Cap if he does sign. Then he knows he's got an owner that's in his corner. Yeah. Um. So that would be cool. But like Gord said, I don't think it's likely. I doubt it. Sadly, I doubt it. Yeah. Um. Well, what do we got? So we got a couple. Uh, we got a three-parter. Yeah. From Drew, or we got one from. Uh, one from the Yeti. Okay, well, let's hit the Yeti up. Yeah. You know, the Yeti hasn't texted in in a bit, and he's obviously a huge fan of uh, the BFB and a huge fan of the N40L. Oh, man. This one breaks my heart a little bit, but he, uh, we were talking down in the park, and <laughs> he, he just wanted to, wanted to get this one out for Maddie. He says, well, Maddie, you did it. You took down my good buddy Gord in the N40L final. Congrats. Me and the black bear were hoping to have you two over for a celebration dinner <laughs> in the park one night. I can make my special rabbit and magpie stew. <laughs> anyway, since you are the big winner winner coyote dinner, <laughs> what you going to do with all that money, buddy? What you going to do with it? <laughs> it's funny because I've had this... <laughs> 
Wiener, Wiener, Coyote Dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) I've I've actually had this conversation with a couple guys. Um, And I know Smart Matt. Smart Matt will put this money towards one of two things. Paying off my car or putting up the my fence <laughs> which blew down last june and has been just laying on my lawn <laughs> uh since uh so that those are priorities a rational dumb mat i told uh show life to just do not let me go to the strip club because <laughs> just might as well tattoo sucker across my forehead because oh, yeah. that would be gone so definitely don't want to do that um get a double lappy yeah. <laughs> Shh, stop it we can't even it's not even an option not don't even bring it up. okay oh, and then the other one is uh there's a couple stags coming up and um weddings so you know if i don't put it towards those other two things i'll i'll probably use those for you know getting to bad the, yeah, no 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 getting so to the stag and you know show life recently got engaged so he's got a stag. oh really come, yeah he's Congrats, engaged now buddy. yeah um so yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if he wants a destination stag or whatever. So, yeah. Right now, it's just going to sit beautifully in my bank account. Yeah. Did he email you the money yet? No, that's the other thing, too. <laughs> I keep checking that bank account and there's nothing in it. So, Cal, anytime. <laughs> anytime, buddy. He's probably spent it. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. He did come home for Christmas. I wonder how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was at the fucking Beano for sure. That's <laughs> just Matt's money. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Judge jury executioner. Yeah, judge jury executioner. So, what are you gonna hit us with? Uh, <laughs> with fucking goalie Drew's essay question? Yeah, essay <laughs> question. Three parter. Introduction, body, and conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. His first one that he wrote in, goalie Drew said, "Any players you could you think could have big years on new teams?" Um, so he's anticipating guys that are scheduled for free agency. Uh, if they go to a new team and don't get re-signed or franchised by their current club, uh, which guys could have big years for their new teams? Hypothetical new teams. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I took a list uh, look at the free agency list going into 2019, and these are some names that stood out to me uh, for a few different reasons. Um, obviously, the big one, Le'Veon Bell. He's a stud. He's proven it uh, for years. He could be a game changer for anybody who signs him. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he's, I think so too. I think he's the best looking uh, quarterback out on the market, either draft wise or free agency wise. Yeah. Uh, so teams that are needy, New York Giants, Jacksonville Jaguars, get on it. I'd like, love to see Teddy B in a Giants unit. That'd be real nice. That'd be real nice. We're, so touching, on, we're touching on Teddy B later in the pod. Nice, too. nice. Teddy, Teddy Bridge and Teddy Bong love hearing about each other. <laughs> That's for sure. Distant cousins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Distant, distant, distant cousins. A couple others. There's a nice set of running backs that are coming out. Mark Ingram, if you don't mind his age, I think he's 29. He's a little bit on the older side, but if he gets out of New Orleans, I think he could be a a feature back in any system. Yeah, a savvy pickup. Tevin Coleman and TJ Yeldon. Tevin Coleman's 26 years old. Tevin uh, TJ Yeldon's 25. Oh shit! These guys could. Could be uh, sneaky pickups uh, for teams, uh, and it's been shown throughout this season. Whether if you look at Pittsburgh, or you look at the success CJ Anderson had last week, or you look at a guy like Elijah McGuire stepping in, you don't need a prime time running back. You just need a good system with a yeah. great 
offensive line, and these guys will find the holes. Yeah, you need some blockers. You know, Tevin Coleman's a fast motherfucker, so he would he would be great on your team. And he's a good he's a good three down back too because he can catch the ball well. Yeah, I mean when Devonta was there, he was their third down back. That's exactly right? it. So, he almost thrived in that role. Yeah, so I mean, he but he can chug it too. Mm-hmm. You know, he can mm-hmm. run. Uh, and then la- one last one that you might maybe a team wants to take a flyer on just because of his age, Devin Funchess. I don't know what Carolina plans on doing with him. Huge man. He could be a, he could be a big pickup if if he if he finally figures it out. Typically wide receivers take a little bit longer, so maybe that's the case. A la Brashad Perryman <laughs> of the Cleveland Browns. Who went for a sixty three yarder last week, who oh, I yeah. thought went to Antonio Calvin, yeah, but he yeah. didn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was off a fucking Landry dime. Yeah, a left-handed a toss, dime. man. Yeah, Woo! Sick. yeah, so those are ones I'd look out for. Goalie Drew. Goalie Drew. Uh, this is the second part of his uh, essay, yeah. Body. <laughs> he says, uh, and any predictions on who could have a breakout year next year? Um, you know, guys that kind of were turning on late this year and maybe start to uh, hit their stride next year. Yep. Um, I, I know it's... Homerish for me to pick, but I honestly think DJ Moore is going to be a, a stud next year. Why is it Homerish? He's on my roster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. But mental, I mean, mental games, buddy. <laughs> he he was really starting to show his athleticism after the catch at the end of the year. He was getting some looks. It's just Cam's shoulder wasn't good. Yeah. So if he's got a quarterback that's thrown to him, I think he can. Uh, I think he's really going to be a, a standout guy next year. Yeah, I, I actually really. Uh, that's a savvy. That's a smart pick, Gord. Um, I actually was going to save it for. Um, Dank stats, but DJ Moore, uh, if you add up carries and receptions this year, leads the NFL in broken tackles for a, by a wide receiver. Really? So he's not only catching the ball, but he's he's tough to bring down, and he's physical. And that's that was his scouting report. It was like, yeah, this guy, he's he's good, and his, his the thing that makes him so good is he's so athletic after the catch. Yeah. So yeah, good pick. I don't mind that. I went with the same route as Gord. I went with the guy off my team. Uh, and I picked Mike Williams in San Diego, uh, Los Angeles. Oh, he <laughs> wrote San Diego on his note. Oh, Maybe he should fuck. have had it on a fucking piece of, lo- piece of loose leaf here. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, then I could scribble it then out. Then he yeah. could have scribbled it out. Oh, well. Mike Will down San Diego. Just drink champagne and forget that it even happened, right? Yeah, the champagne's actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Tastes like Kool-Aid. It does. Um, so Mike Will, he's got the pedigree. Picked high in the first round. He's going into his third year, and he's playing in a in a dynamite offense. Um, Tyrell Williams is actually a free agent, and if they do let him walk, it's only going to mean more targets for Mike Will. Uh, I think he's only scratched the surface of his potential, and I think if uh, if they pair him up with Keenan Allen, that is a dominant yeah, force. Yeah, it's a dominant deep threat. Right you there. know, who do you double? You know, so mm-hmm. I think Mike Williams can benefit greatly. I, I really like him going forward. And then who's their slot guy? Like who they the are. rabbit, Travis Benjamin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't mind it. Plus, you got that great running back with the Chargers, uh, Gordon. And Eckler. Eckler. Yeah. Uh, looks good. Mm-hmm. And then, hopefully, Hunter Henry's uh, uh, fully healthy and recovered from his injury. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Antonio Gates is going to stick no, around. No, I thought he was retiring. Yeah, he was supposed to. And then Henry <coughs> got hurt, so he came yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, so that's who I think. All right. And then the last part, <laughs> still on Drew's question. Still on Drew's question there. He wants to know our Super Bowl picks. Oh, 
You want to go first? Sure. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, so for me, I see the Chicago Bears coming out of the NFC, and I think they're going to be taking on the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs in Atlanta on February 3rd. Uh, I think Andy Reid will finally get the job done, seal the deal, and then the Chiefs will beat the Bears and come away with that Lombardi trophy. All right. You think it's going Chiefs? Yeah. Bears, Chiefs, Chiefs win it. All right. I went a different route. Um, Coming out of the AFC, I think it's going to be the Patriots. I know they don't have that receiver now that Jordan's gone, or Josh Gordon, not Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) Now that Gordon's (laughs) gone. Um, But Belichick finds a way to win. You cannot doubt them. They've already beat Kansas City this year. Yeah. In a tight one. Yeah. In a fucking well-managed, you know, good play calling. That's how how they're going to have to beat him. And Belichick is the guy to do it. Um, You can't really doubt Brady, the success that they've had. They've been to how many straight fucking... NFC championship or AFC championships and how many Super Bowls in a row? Three? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When was the one with? Because they uh, what? They beat Seattle. Was there was there one Seattle uh, Denver or Carolina Denver? Was that the last non one? That was the last non one. Yeah, I think so. So you know you can't argue with that success, and I think uh, I think if anybody's going to be able to take down the high flying Chiefs, I. I think uh, I think it's going to be the Pats. All right. Uh, coming out of the NFC, I think it's going to be uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, people always say, you know, the way to win football games is you run the ball and you stop the run, and they can do both very, very well. Oh God, Sheldon Rankins is an absolute so, behemoth, eh? You know, I I think that uh, especially the way that the Rams have been digressing. These last few games, Todd Gurley questionable, and I think Chicago has the defense to do it, but I don't know if they have the offense to to beat the high-flying offense of the Saints. Fair enough, fair you enough. Know. You could argue that if you shut down Tariq Cohen, yeah. then you shut down that team. Yeah. Because Allen Robinson has been, large, by and large, a bit of a disappointment. I mean, Trey Burton, same thing. Yeah, they don't use them. No. So um, if you shut down the run game in those screen passes, Chicago could be made very one-dimensional yeah, very exactly. quickly. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm going with. I'm going with uh, Pats and uh, Saints. That's a spicy meatball. All right. I didn't mind that. Thanks for that. I like that question at the yeah, end. Yeah, that was Drew. good. Beauty. Uh, one last oh, one. Oh, I didn't pick who was going to win. Oh, yeah. Who's your winner? I think the Saints are going to win. Woo! Pecky. <laughs> I think the Saints are going to win. There you yeah. go. That yeah. would make Chris smile. Yeah. And, and hey, you know what? Drew Brees is a fucking beauty. Give him one more. Here's a question. Does he does he retire if that happens? Mm-mm. Does he go out on top? I don't know. Maybe, man. He's too good. He doesn't need to retire. Would Their be, offense would be is too sick. good. And, yeah. then they, and then they could retain Teddy Bridgewater. That's true. But. They're not going to force him in. Who knows? Last question for the text and answer segment comes in from the Northside Black Bear. Um, obviously, he was too his belly was too full of magpie and wild turkey stew or whatever it was. Uh, rabbit. Oh, rabbit. Sorry. Uh, to elaborate, so he just went straight to business, and he said, "What segment has been your favorite since you started the BFB, and which one would you get rid of heading into next season?" Please be brutally honest. <laughs> the Northside Black Bear. The Northside Black Bear. Um, 
what segment has been my favorite? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've honestly liked all the segments. Uh, yeah. I think they're pretty good. Um, my favorite has to be Gord's Grinder. It was one of the first ones that we had thought about, I think, after, like, week two. Um, and But I really do like Teddy's Toking Tip. Uh, that gets me fucking fired up every what? time. Yeah. Every time I hear Teddy's Toking Tip. Um, <laughs> Which has been your favorite to do? My favorite like to, to do. Like, to get ready and shit. Um, I don't know, man. It's tough because I, I like getting a good grinder, like finding yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hate doing the fearless forecast. I, but I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I, my favorite to get ready is probably grinder for sure. Okay. Um, my favorite to listen to is probably Teddy's token tip. Okay. And, uh... What would you get rid of? What would I get rid of? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I'd, I I don't know if I'd get rid of any. I think I think we got a good good roll. Maybe get rid of the fearless and the and the tank cast so we don't embarrass ourselves anymore. <laughs> but you got to keep it on there, right? Yeah, that's true. Maybe that's shorten true. up Matt's tank stats a little bit. Okay. I don't know. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> but fine. But even that now that I'm jumping in on Gord's dang stats. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. have any this week, but, uh, well, Gord's dang stats could be how many tears I fucking shed, how many boxes of Kleenex <laughs> I use after the loss. I use three mini packs of Kleenex. No. But oh, no, I, 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 fuck, man. Obviously, I like everything. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think we'd be doing it. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, what are you going with? I think I think you need to give yourself a bit of credit too for uh, no frills. It ain't always easy to find a guy that no one's really heard of that puts up a decent stat line, and you you've That's come true. through all season with that. So had a couple. You're couple good. You're good at that one. That yeah. segment you're real good at. Um, my favorite. My favorite on the show is the text and answer. I like that the best when we get to. And the guys send in their questions. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think that's the part where you get to be most creative. Um, my favorite one to get ready is Teddy's token tip. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> and the one I get rid of, absolutely tank cast. Get yeah. it out of the show. I'm tired of it. I fucking hate it. I dread doing it. I dread looking at my actual, how I do. I hate it all. I hate it all. But you know what? I have a feeling maybe, maybe guys like it. And they yeah. like listening to us just be embarrass ourselves oh, weekly. Oh man, weekly. So. And for, a, man, for a bit at the start, I was fucking hot. Oh, real good. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If you're coming in 500 after like week six or, or, or sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I'd say around week about five, six. six. Yeah. yeah. If you're coming in 500, you're doing good. But fucking week seven after that, <laughs> it was a steep decline. And yeah. again, and the thing is, it's not even hitting like. Sometimes I've hit half wins, yeah. And lots of times I've completely blown it. And I mean, some are funny, like Chris Herndon. Like, yeah. but he had a great week last week. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. he went so, off last week. I mean, you I know, kept, yeah. I kept thinking about that as I watched him just pile up the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. You know what? Maybe we'll leave that one open to our our listeners. Uh, what do you like? Maybe not what you like best. What would you get rid of? Yeah. What, what you, you know, in order to shorten it up or you just you just find your fast forwarding through it, you know, let us know. Uh, John from the Rock Pile did say he fast forwards through Matt Stank's stats one time. Yeah, he said he, anything to do with numbers, <laughs> he just goes right past it. Might be why he finished in 10th place. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm not a numbers guy. 
I know. You know <laughs> let us know on several occasions. <laughs> Shit. Right. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Well, hitting it, hitting it next up. Next up. Pass it around the NFL. Pass it around the NFL. We got a good one for you too. Yeah, I think. I oh, there's lots of interesting, um, interesting news happening around the NFL, and we got to start with our our well first. It's funny that we we need to light our own torch. Yeah. Because uh, recently, this past week, Marshawn Lynch was uh, somebody took a photo of him trying to light a blunt. On Al Davis's Eternal Flame monument within the Oakland Coliseum, crazy, just nuts. So <laughs> a man after our own heart. We love watching him play football. We love what he does off the field, obviously. But yeah, if you haven't look it up, if you if you can, yeah, just him good. like surrounded by a crowd of people, reaching, reaching to try to get his uh, J spark. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Yeah, uh, you want to hit on that little altercation? Yeah, pretty fucking interesting. So Taylor Lewan and Josh Norman got into it. Um, and I think this whole story kind of speaks to Josh Norman's fall from grace. Yeah. At one time when he was with the Panthers, he was considered the the best Top. corner in the league. CB, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so recently, uh, last Saturday, uh, the Titans took on the uh, Redskins. At the end of the game, uh, game was locked up. Luan walked over to the Redskins sidelines. Josh was sitting on the bench, and Luan looked at him and said, "Get the fuck out of the state out of this stadium." And then, staring at him, did Norman's patented move, which is the bow and, the arrow. Bow and arrow. So Norman lost it, gets off the bench, throws his helmet at Luan, and starts getting in his face. Doesn't throw a punch. No, just starts like hopping around him, and, and then he's it's, fucking bested by Luan by probably a foot. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Over 150 pounds. Yeah, he's like jumping up to look at him in the face. Yeah, and then only when did uh, when security came in did he try to actually like start getting physical, like throwing punches and yeah. shit. So, anyways, after the game, he was asked about it, um, and he said, "I'm not worried." Uh, Luan said, "I'm not worried about Josh Norman, man. I'm an offensive lineman. He's a DB. I don't even know who that is. I was pissed. He was trying to hurt Derrick Henry during that four minute drive." That's not the way football's supposed to be played, man. It's not your fault you're not relevant anymore. He tackled him, and it was like a temper tantrum. I was trying to get Derek up, and he's throwing a hissy fit, going low at him and stuff like that. So obviously unapologetic. And then to to further this, um, Luan was asked about it later on in the week, and he he wouldn't back down. It was actually pretty, pretty scathing. Have a listen. And I went and said something to him on his sideline after the game. And was it disrespectful? Yes. Was it meant to be disrespectful? Yes. So, I mean, if, you, if he's got a problem with that, man, I, I, like I said, I ain't worried. Wolves don't care about the opinions of sheep. Nice. And that was it. That's it. So, yeah. So, you know, Josh Norman comes out of this looking terrible, even though he was the one that was provoked. Yeah. <laughs> tough, tough look. And but. we'll touch on Tennessee a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, a little later around the NFL here, but um, what are we uh, what are we hitting up next? You know, some of it I just Ravens. yeah, I think we need to talk about the Ravens. Yeah, because they are looking fucking scary right now. Like, who actually wants to play them? No one. Nobody. No one. That's man. the thing. Nobody. Yeah. Their defense is fucking stout. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be tough for the Browns this week. Um, and yeah. I think I think the Ravens are are going to be a scary team going into. Uh, Going into the playoffs because they have to win. 
They have to win to get in. So if Cleveland beats them, they're definitely out. Pittsburgh's in. If Pittsburgh wins, they still need Cleveland to beat them. And no, if Pittsburgh wins, they need Cleveland to win. And Tennessee and Indy to tie. No, some, no, no, it's it's just the Cleveland one. Oh, okay. Because all week the the Steelers fans have been like writing messages yeah, writing on Browns, Browns fan yeah. boards and like changing their Antonio Brown jersey, adding an S on the end of it. You know, so actually Antonio was the first one to do it. He sent out a tweet saying, "Have you guys got your jerseys ready for this weekend?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a dog fight. Looking forward to it. Uh, fuck, they they actually bumped down the game time it's an afternoon game which cleveland never gets yeah and we got uh jim nance and tony romo <laughs> oh nice calling romo. our game so i'm dope. fucking stoked yeah yeah it's good. gonna be a good one to watch uh and yeah at the same time pittsburgh takes on uh cincy so we'll see we'll see how that goes down uh a couple ups uh two three episodes ago we talked about the raiders li- re- uh, relocation plans and how fucking muddled it is well it just gets hairier, the situation. For the 2019 season, the Raiders may do the most Raiders thing ever and stick with what they know, a baseball park. Reports have surfaced that there is a distinct possibility that the Raiders end up playing at AT&T Park in San Fran. Which would be sick. Have you ever been to that place? No, no, it's no. It's awesome. It's unreal. Because you can sit way up on the third baseline, like okay. way up in the high grandstands and look over the harbor and shit. Mm, mm-hmm. It would be tight. What is it, McCovey Cove? I don't know. I think it's something like that. Yeah, that's where all the guys fucking ride around their kayaks kayaks, trying to get baseballs. Yeah, well, it's funny because only recently, uh, so so this park actually has hosted football games before. They it used to be the home of the San Francisco Demons of the XFL. (laughs) They played five games there in two thousand one, and a college football bowl game was hosted there from two thousand two to two thousand thirteen. And actually, the stadium for the first part when they were hosting football. They could only fit the teams, uh, both teams, on one sideline, so they had to share the same side of the field. Oh, so that was a major hang-up. So they figured out a way to change it. I think 2011, but yeah, can you imagine if shit went down? Like you're, <laughs> that'd be tough. So, anyways, the plan may be dead in the water even before it, it gets any movement because um, it falls under the 49ers' territorial rights within oh. the market. So. The saga just continues. Who knows where the fucking vagabonds will Didn't play Didn't you hear year. the rumor that they were going to play all eight games in London? Oh, God, really? Yeah, they were going to play all their eight home games in London. And then, so that's like the total preemptive. And I, man, like, that would be fucking pretty cool. It would be hard on the players. <laughs> the Raiders. The, the Raiders, yeah. <laughs> the London Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking London Bridge is falling down here. But... <laughs> Yeah, so they play all eight games, uh, all eight home games there, and then they would get the bye week, and then they'd play uh, the next eight on the road stateside. Yeah, oh, that's so, fun. and that's how they want to plan it for a London team if the NFL was ever going to have one. That's how they want to do it because then teams you wouldn't be so. Uh, yeah. Screwed up by flying back yeah. and forth to London. Yeah, that makes sense. Right now, and then every team that plays in London, they get a bye now. So that's the way it would work there too. It's just like teams would have we- like you'd have a week two buy. Interesting, man. Yeah, that's fucked. So oh. I think that would be kind of cool. London actually. Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Better than the London silly nannies, like a family <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, oh, that, oh, fuck! I forgot about that. Um, Gord's gonna touch on playoff scenarios uh, yeah. right away. 
But I just want to remind everyone that Keith Butler, offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers, came out this week and said that uh, Tyler Eifert will be a problem for us to cover uh, in their big matchup against the Bengals. Um, Eifert's on injured reserve. Yeah. <laughs> so he must be a big Stephen A. Smith fan. Yeah, yeah, big time Stephen yeah. A. That's funny. Eifert, man, poor guy. Yeah. Can't uh, buy a break. Can't buy a break. Uh, no, I was just going to quickly touch on the playoff scenarios because there's a few a few odd ones. Well, not odd ones, but just big games for, for teams this week. Yeah. Uh, winner of Colts-Titans game is in. Yeah. So win and you're in. Yeah. Um, that's That one's pretty straightforward. I think that's going to be a great game. Um, Derek Henry's going to fucking try and run wild, and Indy's D's going to try and stop him. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. Um, move that one into primetime, too. Yeah, moved it into primetime. Our... Is Tennessee going to be able to stop the Colts' air attack? I don't know. That's, Good question. That's the only kind of thing. Um, Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson, are they yeah. up to the test? Yeah, so uh, the Steelers obviously need to beat the Bengals, yeah. and they need to get help. Um, but here's what I, was, what I was saying. So they could reach the postseason if one of two things happen. Either the Cleveland Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens and they beat the Bengals, or the Colts can tie the Titans. Oh, and they're in. okay. That would yeah. come in. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. So that's Fuck. yeah, crazy. It's a lot right? to wish for. Um, <laughs> the other one we got is Philly can still make it, and so can the Vikings, I believe. Okay. Um, so two things need to happen yeah. for the Eagles to reach the playoffs. Eagles must beat Washington. Uh, on the home or on red, in Redskins territory on Sunday, and the Vikings must lose to the Bears. Um, Eagles stayed live, obviously, by beating the Texans last week on Jake Elliott's thirty-five yarder to win it. Um, so yeah, the, they can win, and then many. I think many would have to win. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they do control their own destiny. Um, Minnesota must defeat Chicago or have Philadelphia lose or tie to Washington in order to claim the number six seed. So Minnesota has to lose for the Eagles to be in, but mm-hmm. Minnie just has to win for them to be in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think Fuck. those are the only ones that are really kind of muddled. All right. right now. All right. So it's going to make for a good weekend. Of yeah. Watching. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I barely watched last week cause I was so nervous. <laughs> I was glued. I had my laptop going, my TV going, I had my phone going. I was just tracking everything. Like, fucking, yeah. I don't know. Just ridiculous. Like, Homer, the nuclear power plant, just pushing every <laughs> button in front of me. Um, the last, well, we got two more things for pass around. So I'm going to touch on DJ Swearinger. Uh, just kind of an interesting situation. Uh, so the Washington safety, is he's t- he has a tendency to be honest about how he feels. He was mad earlier this year when defensive teammate Kendall Fuller was traded to the Chiefs. He was open about how he and his team got uh, don't get any respect when they got just blown out by the Cowboys by 31 points. And after last Saturday's loss to the Titans, Swearinger criticized his DC, uh, Greg Minuski's play calling, and he said that they, uh, they were treating Blaine Gabbert like he was a person who demanded respect and not endless blitzes. Oof. So here's what he said. He said, I feel like we should have been more aggressive. Playing a backup quarterback, why would you put us in man-to-man? I feel like if we look at the quarterback with all this talent we got on the back end, we would dominate every team every week. 
but I'm not the D coordinator. We didn't make the plays. I guess we didn't make the plays. There were plenty of plays out there to make, so we didn't make the plays to win the game. <laughs> Interesting end to the <laughs> yeah. way you wrap that up. So apparently these were, this was the last straw because he got released on Christmas Eve by the Skins, um, which is fucked in itself because Swearinger had already been named an alternate for the Pro Bowl. <sighs> so they cut him just because he had these views, but he's like one of the best players in his position. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he got claimed on waivers. He's actually going back to Arizona where he started his career bef- or where he was playing before he signed in Washington. So, but interesting. I know the Packers put in a claim for him and another team did too. So he wasn't even going to hit free agency. But the, but the neat thing was, uh, had he not been picked up and let's say remained a free agent up until the Pro Bowl, he technically could have gone to the Pro Bowl and not had a team helmet or jersey to wear. Yeah, I guess. Hey. So they asked him what he would do, and he said, I'd, I'd wear my college helmet and my college jersey. And he played, Ooh. yeah, South Carolina, That's which would fair. have been fucking cool to see. But yeah, anyways, he, now been... he can rock a, a dirty dirty bird on his Think helmet. about the United by Uni segment. Oh, man. <laughs> that does get me going. <laughs> um, so what are we hitting to, the BFB Awards? Yeah, BFB Award predictions. This was Maddie's idea. I'll let, uh, let him kind of run it here. Well, the way we did it together. We decided yeah. on uh, in the... In the categories, we just picked the guy we think is going to get named. So for MVP of the of the regular season, we went with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. Offensive Player of the Year, we he think has, it's going. Oh, I was going to say, sure. Patty Mahomes has forty eight touchdowns. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have fifty. Yeah, exactly. Gord Snake stats. <laughs> early, <laughs> a little early, but you know, I mean, you can't argue with fucking numbers. No, like can't, that. can't at all. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he just has done it in every facet of the game. Rushing, yeah. receiving, uh, blocking. He plays 97% of the snaps. He's just a beast. Yeah, absolutely. Defensive player of the year? Gotta go Aaron Donald. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a fucking machine. Wears 99, which I like. Yeah. Um, absolutely. He's, you know what? He's the best defensive player in the game. Uh, he changes the game completely. Yeah. yeah. With him in the lineup, he is such a force. He takes he he neutralizes honestly four maybe five guys on the offensive line every time he plays. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, offensive rookie of the year. We, this was one where we were like, uh, I don't know what to do. Kind of yeah, take we it different torn. ways. Um, I went with Saquon Barkley. Yeah, we we agreed on Saquon as our rookie of the year. And but we had a couple other runners up too. Yeah. Philip Lindsay. He's definitely going to be in the conversation. That's for sure. Um, there was another guy. Who were we talking about? Another I rookie? think uh, Baker something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that Mayfield. That guy. Mayfield character. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. way he's been playing. Yeah, he, I mean, the you... last four or five weeks, he 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 deserves to at least be in the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, for sure. That's our offensive rookie, and for defensive rookie, this one's pretty straightforward. It yeah. has to be has to be Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard for sure. Uh, just a monster tackles sacks. Uh, his numbers are unprecedented. Pro Bowl snubbed. Yeah, just a just a steal by the Colts. I think he yeah. was the third round selection. No, got to give it to him. Yeah. Um, special teams player of the year. Not sure if this is an award, but we had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it to Taysom Hill. T- Even the- though what he fumbled or he threw an interception the other day. Oh, fuck. I didn't know he could came. do wrong. Yeah. Um, 
he had uh, a t- he had a turnover in uh, in the game last <laughs> week. But other than that, he's been unreal. He's blocking punts, throwing touchdowns. He's doing catching it, touchdowns, catching touchdowns, running for touchdowns. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's your legit Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I used yeah. to think Rex Burkhead was a Swiss Army knife. This guy's a Swiss Army knife. He's like a Wes Welker Swiss Army knife. Yeah, that's that true. Fucking two feet taller. Yeah. Well, so, fuck. So there you go. If that, you agree, awesome. If you disagree, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah care cool. Well, I love it. We are going into United by Unis. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? <laughs> And love you know, it. You know what, Gord? I I was trying to think. How are we getting to a thousand downloads total? Well, I know the Miami Dolphins upper management must be loyal <laughs> listeners too, because Jesus Christ, for three weeks in a row, they've worn those gorgeous throwbacks. Yeah, they have. Oh my God, they look so fucking good. Um, I just they. Uh, what more can I say about them? They they should be their full time unis. They actually changed their end zone, which we loved before, the diamond pattern. They changed it with old school dolphin script. And it's, I think, an orange background with turquoise lettering. Oh, it looks so sharp, too. It's just Miami's doing it right, at least in one facet of the game. Mm-hmm. The other uh, unis that I loved this week were my Browns Color Rush unis. Yeah, they're nice, man. Yeah, they're 100 times better than what they currently wear. Uh, and they're definitely the most popular ones with the fans. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them wear them more or even make them their main ones when they are finally allowed to uh, redo their, their unis in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst unis of the week. <sighs> Again, I just I just don't like the overall uniform itself. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. They're they, not very nice. No, they wore their white jerseys with their white pants. It's the overall design of the uniform. Vertical piping. Angular striping, shaded numbers, too much going on. They're a goddamn mess. The color palette is wonderful, and they have had some classic uniforms throughout their existence that they should be wearing instead. Think Jamal Anderson, Dirty Bird era. You know, so I think they can do it better. At one point, they even rolled red helmets. Yeah. Those look hot, too. So, Atlanta, you can do better. Okay, have you ever seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Larry gets his girlfriend's son a sewing machine? No, <laughs> and then he, and then Larry is drawing like he's, there's like a magazine on the coffee table. And they're just sitting there, and Larry's drawing like swastikas and like Hitler, <laughs> Hitler stashes on him and stuff. And so the kid sees the swastika. Larry gets him a sewing machine, so he sews a swastika onto a pillow sham <laughs> for Jeff's wife. And they're Jewish. <laughs> and he's like, Larry's, and Larry's just sat there. She's like, where did you learn that? She's like, Larry, he's, the kid's like, Larry Tommy. She, he's like, I like it. He's like, the, the shapes, they just go up and then down and then to the side. Like, oh my God. It is fucking funny, man. Oh, fuck. That does sound good. And that's just what United by Unis kind of reminded me of. The vertical piping, some angular piping. Angular I don't stripes, know. buddy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fuck. God. Uh, <laughs> that's all good. That's all good. And some exciting news for Jets fans. The Jets tweeted out a video earlier this week letting fans know that they will be uh, debuting brand new uniforms in spring 2019. The video alluded to the use of Kelly Green. <laughs> we mentioned it last week, and this was the old color of the Eagles. 
that they used back in the day and the Jets used back in the day. The Jets are, in fact, the only other team that the that the Eagles had to worry about if they did, in fact, want to change their uniforms, but it looks like they've been beaten to the punch. Hmm. So I'm very excited to see what New York comes up with. If they roll Kelly Green, I'm thinking, like, their color rush unis, that kind of, that kind of green, oh, that'll look sharp. So here's hoping the Jets do it right in 2019. Are you going to get a EJ McGuire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, man. He had a great <coughs> week last week. Big time, yeah. yeah. And that was United by Unis. Woo! Um, well, got to touch on my boy who couldn't come through for me in the last couple weeks of uh, fantasy, but hey, can't dog him. Got me to where I was. It's Connor's Corner. Connor's Corner. Connor's Corner. Um, right now he's officially listed as questionable, uh, expected to play. He only had his first full practice, uh, since his injury two days ago. Okay. So he's still... You know, I think they're still being temperament with him, but with a lot on the line, um, even though Cincy's defense is obviously a little bit dismal and Samuels has been doing a good job, I think they're going to want him to suit up. Hmm. Um, another thing is Roethlisberger's son got a uh, James Conner jersey for Christmas. <laughs> so oh. looks looks like Santa bought Ben Jr. exactly what he asked for. And uh, he got, obviously... Big Ben got his kid a fucking Connors jersey, but yeah, pretty funny. So <laughs> guys are sitting back like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I need to know. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's Connor's corner. Sweet, love it. Yeah, what Connor? He's Connor. gonna be a beast next year, man. He's gonna go high. Yeah, he is. At fucking right, I mean, he's gonna go in the first round. As you he heard should. It here. Yeah, that's as true. he should. As you he heard should. it here first. It's interesting. It might to even see. be me. If I'm fucking, because I'm going to be drafting 11th. 11th, yeah. That's right. I think he'll go before 11th. Yeah, we'll talk about the draft order later on in the app. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we got it all sorted out. Um, what, are we, uh, what are we hitting up next? No frills? No namer! No frills, no namer. And this guy is not a no namer by any means. No. Um, I, again, no, no frills, no namer is a tough fucking one to dig up sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. So... But Matt and I kind of decided both on this one. We're going to go with CJ Anderson. Had to. Because, what, he's having cups of coffee at fucking every team in the NFL this fucking year. Before that. Sitting on his fucking couch last week. Week before, legit did had no job. Yeah. <laughs> so, gets signed by the fucking Rams. Boom. What does he do? Crushes it. 20 rush attempts. 167 rush yards. A rush tutty. He had uh, one reception for negative three yards, but... Uh, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Like, it is gotta against, give it to him. It's man. against Arizona, but still. Fuck. Yeah. Absolutely. Good for you. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. So good on you. Good on you, CJ. Yeah. yeah, good on him. Still number one in Gord's in uh Stewie's heart. No matter oh, what yeah. Stewie says. Well, we're jumping into the longest uh segment on the show, according to Gord. <laughs> Dank stats. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Adrian Peterson has now passed Eric Dickerson for 8th most rushing yards in NFL history. Guy keeps just adding to his career and resume. Surefire Hall of Famer. Derrick Henry's 12th rush touchdown of the season is the most by Titans players since uh, Chris Johnson did it in 2009 when he had 14. Henry has 8 rush TDs in his last 4 games played, 
which is more than the Dolphins, Raiders, 49ers, and Jaguars have all season. Oof. Lamar Jackson now has ha, has more career rushing yards than Phillip Rivers <laughs> in 196 fewer games. <laughs> Jackson currently has 590 rush yards, while Rivers has 579. Passing, however, is a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be a dank stat if we didn't give the Browns some love. Absolutely. Most TD passes by a number one overall pick. The record is 26 by Peyton Manning in 1998. Baker Mayfield sits in second right now with 24. With how many less games played? Exactly. Exactly. He didn't That's play those crazy. first three three or four games. I don't yeah. think he started. He's actually two touchdown passes away from tying the rookie record held by Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. Uh, Oh, here it is. He didn't throw a touchdown pass until week four. Yeah, crazy. Speaking of Mayfield, love him, leave him. He's not going to change who he is. Here's what he had to say when he was asked about staring down Hugh Jackson earlier this week when they played the Bengals. I don't get why people have a problem with football being a competitive sport. Quite honestly, if you don't like it, whatever. Football's not meant to be a soft game. I could care less. Yeah. You know? Just brash. Fuck you. With those, uh, with those Browns, Nick Chubb, he passed. He has 953 rush yards this season, which breaks Jim Brown's franchise rookie record. And again, there's a guy that didn't start until Carlos Hyde got shipped out. Yeah. Um, he didn't get more than three carries in a game until week seven. That might be a guy who might be tickling the first round. Right? He's, show, he's shown it, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. Uh, our offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey, set single season record uh, in receptions for a running back with 103. He, that passes him. Uh, that puts him into one one catch ahead of Matt Forte, who had 102 in 2014, which is a uh, pretty illustrious company to Three be in. More than our boy LT. Yeah, he also has McCaffrey has a thousand plus rush yards and a hundred plus receptions this season. He's only the third player in NFL history to do that. Joining the boys we just talked about, LT and Matt Forte. And you know what? Everybody said that he was just a third down guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying he wasn't a between the tackles kind of guy. Yeah. And he fucking totally, proved him wrong this year. For totally sure. proved him wrong. Really, really had an amazing season. Yeah. Second year man? Second year player. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, we talked about it a lot. He eventually, we knew it was going to happen. He has the most receptions by a tight end in a single season. He has 111 as it stands right now, and whatever he gets this uh, tomorrow on Sunday. You know what? He was a guy you could quietly talk about offensive player of the year. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it for sure. Tight ends don't get love like that. No, but I mean, he was, he's a fucking pretty much the biggest part of their offense. Yeah. So, but you know. That's a good saying. point. Just That's saying. That's a good point. Um, Jalen Smith had a 69-yard fumble return TD. That was the longest defensive touchdown by the Cowboys since week 10 of 2010 when Brian McCann had a 101-yard interception return against Gord's Giants. Speaking of C.J. Anderson, 105 yards of his 167 total last week came after contact, which is more than Todd Gurley has ever gained in a game and the most by a Rams rusher in the last 10 years. After the game, Anderson said this, my boy TG, the goat, that happens because I'm slow. He <laughs> <laughs> sounded exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones uh, set a new NFL record. He has 11 straight games with the sack. Previous one was 10 straight games, and Simon Fletcher and Demarcus Ware had that one. 
The youngest player ever to have 100 receptions in a single season is now Juju Smith-Schuster. At 22 years and 31 days, he passes legendary Larry the Legend Fitzgerald, <laughs> who, who did it at 22 years and 123 days. Pretty impressive. Get it. Our boy Aaron Donald now has the most sacks in a single season by a defensive tackle with 19 and a half. He passed Keith Millard, who had 18 in 1989. By a DT, yeah. Yeah. Strahan, I think, still has the record. He still has the record by four. And if you don't think that's possible for Donald to get to this weekend, consider this. In week seven, when they last played the San Francisco 49ers, he had four sacks, eight solo tackles, six tackles for loss, five QB hits, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. (laughs) So the guy can do it, and he probably will. Just give him motivation, you know? He's only the second player uh, in history to record 100 total pressures over a season. Uh, he definitely won't break J.J. Uh, Watt's record, which he set in 2014 with 119. So, Aaron Donald. I'm interested to see. All he needs is four tackles to set that record. So, yeah, just more intrigue to the Sunday game coming <clears throat> and up. And Strahan has always said that... Uh, who did he tackle last? Oh, uh, didn't they lay down? Yeah, like it was Farm? kind of like a half lay down. Favre? I think it was Favre. Favre. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, you know, well, probably fucking didn't want to give him the record. Mm-hmm. You got it. Well, and that was Dank Stats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Unreal. Um, hitting up, uh, hitting up the meat shop. <laughs> Checking in to the butcher shop here at Gord's Grinder. I think we are. I think we are. Um, and it's a guy we talked about uh, a couple times earlier. He's been uh, he's been a pod favorite the last little bit, and that's Run CMC <coughs> Christian oh, yeah. McCaffrey. Um, he didn't have the you know like a crazy rush total. He, well, I mean, he still had 101 rush yards, 21 rush attempts, 101 rush yards. 13 targets, 12 receptions, which is crazy. Yeah, that's fucking wild. For 77 yards. And that's <laughs> a grinder day. So, I mean, you're looking at 178 total yards. Wow. That's grinder. That's grinder. On 33 touches. Jesus. Yeah. So, they're, they were putting the workload on him because, I mean, who is uh, under center? Uh... Who was it? Taylor Heineken? Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, the, the offense is definitely going to run through uh, run through CMC. Damn. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Sick. Well, it's time for Teddy. Oh, I love it. Teddy's Toking Tip of the Week. Let's get this ready. Have you ever lost or misplaced your grinder? Don't let that bummer get you down into the dumps, muchacho. All you need is a clean penny and any kind of pill bottle, and you're back in business, bud buddy. All you need to do is drop a fresh nug or two into your empty pill bottle with your penny, pop the bottle's lid into place, and like Andre 3000 said, shake it like a Polaroid picture. Before you know it, you'll have freshly ground good good, ready for your bong, pipe, or joint paper. Happy smoking, partner. (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh man he brings a heat every week man and keeping the listeners informed oh teddy yeah. what do you think about that
<laughs> Teddy Lake. <laughs> Teddy Woo. Lake a lot. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Teddy well, hit the kid in the fucking head. <laughs> that well, was good. Go. I love Teddy's token tip. Yeah. Well, this might be the last one ever. Let's hope if it actually go- comes to fruition. But yeah. we're jumping into the Fearless Forecast and Tank Cast. Oh, man. Hit us with that forecast, Gord. All right. Who's popping off in a week that no one cares about? Last <laughs> week? Well, we got to go over last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, do we? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> last week, I had wide receivers and running backs. Uh, I, went on a, I went on a hunch. As per El Huncho, and I wanted to spite Maddie, so I went with Chris Hogan, and it was a dumb pick. I said he would go for 82 yards and two touchdowns. He had <coughs> zero targets, zero receptions, obviously, and zero points. So, yeah, I know. El Huncho at his finest. Oh, man. <laughs> and my running back wasn't as bad, but I was kind of picking a guy that's, you know, obviously he was on a bit of a hot streak, and I picked Derrick Henry. Um, I said he'd go for 138 rush yards, two tutties. He didn't. Uh, he went for 21 rush attempts, 84 yards, and one rush tutty. Added a reception for uh, eight yards. He got 15.2 points. So not bad, but not not uh, didn't hit the nail on the head. Hmm. It hit the nail, hammer, I don't know. Hammer on the nail on the head. <laughs> I'm not a carpenter. Gord missed the nail. No boogers. <laughs> but boys, <laughs> in a week that nobody cares about, hit him with it. Woo! I'm back, <laughs> baby. Woo! <laughs> this week we got Pod Fave, Andy from Strathcona's Fave. We got Teddy B. He's getting the start. Fucking right. Under center for the Saints. Uh, Give it to him. I love that pick, Gord. Yeah. So, Teddy B is going for over 300 yards. He's going for 303 yards through the air. Two tutty. And I think he's going to add 36 rush yards. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's who I'm going with. My tight end, I think he might have been on here once before. But you know what? I want I, I like to see the Browns succeed. So I'm going with the Nigerian Prince. Yeah. David and Joker. The Joker, baby. I think they're gonna have to beat uh Baltimore through the air. So I I think that's a perfect game for Njoku. Um he can break free and he's big physical guy. He can he can match up uh well with Baltimore's D. He's going for ninety three yards and a tutty. I like it. I like it. <coughs> Mayfield can slain in those tight windows. So yeah, exactly. No problem. All right. Well, Tank Cast. Last week, I, I put out the hard hat edition. So I had Kurt, uh, quarterback Chris Kirk Cousins against the Detroit Lions. I said he'd have under 210 pass yards, one TD, and two interceptions. He actually went pretty – he had a, actually had a great week. Mm-hmm. Threw for 253, three pass touchdowns, no interceptions. Definitely screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, definitely screwed the pooch on me too. Yeah, but I was just going to say it didn't matter because Gord left his beloved Kirk on the bench, which... uh, I know. I don't know. That's a... Epic fail. 
<sighs> you know, for a guy that's loved him since he was wearing burgundy and yellow, I, know. I, I couldn't believe you didn't start him. Um, so I lost that one, but Gord also lost that one. Uh, I also picked tight end running back Jalen Samuels against the Saints. I said that he would have under 60 rush yards, under 25 receiving yards, and no touchdowns. I was actually right with my numbers. He only had 53 rush yards, 11 yards receiving, but he did find, uh, Pater. Pater. Yeah. Yeah. I was close on this one, but, uh, yeah, that didn't help my, my cause when he found the end zone. This week, I think that wide receiver Corey Davis, uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, We'll have a tough go. Mm-hmm. I've given up the fourth fewest fantasy points this season to wide receivers, and the Titans have turned heavily towards the run in recent weeks since they hired the new, their new OC. Additionally, Davis has had less than 50 receiving yards in the last four weeks. I will look for this trend to continue, and I predict that he will have less than eight fantasy points, under 50 yards, no touchdown. At running back, I've got EJ Elijah Elijah. McGuire against the New England Patriots. He's facing a Pats Rundy that ranks in the top half of the league, and I don't like the matchup. He did put up recent, uh, decent numbers in the last two weeks, but those numbers are very, very touchdown dependent. I predict that EJ will have 40 rush yards, 38 receiving yards, no touchdowns. I think that's my favorite sound. <laughs> I know it is. That's why I got it in there. <laughs> My favorite soundbite is still about the uh, the the lined loose leaf <laughs> and or computer paper. I hate cursive and I hate all of you. I'm never coming back to school, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. man, I did like when we used um, the the uh, the one on John when he wrote in that question, and we were just like. This is terrible, and we haven't used it again. I think it's a strictly John soundbite. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> that one's up there, too, for sure. <coughs> Woo. Well, should we talk about those birds and dudes? Yeah, I hit the buds and duds. Buds and duds. Okay, quarterback this week for the buds. A.A. Ron <laughs> Rodgers against the New York Jets. Insane 46 fantasy points. The guy had 442 pass yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. He also had 32 yards rushing and two touchdowns on the ground. A.A. Yeah. A. Ron, you bad, man. A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. Damn. At wide receiver, I've got Antonio Totap Brown against the New Orleans Saints. He had 14 catches for 185 and two touchdowns. Put up 34 points, which was 10 more than the next closest receiver in Week 16. Running back, CJ Anderson (laughs) against the AZ Cardinals. He hits it twice on the pod. Yeah, literally came off the street, took off his jeans, put on the uniform, went off for 167 on 20 carries, one touchdown, 26 fantasy points on the wire. At tight end, Kyle Rudolph against the Detroit Lions. Finally had a day. The red-nosed reindeer finally delivered a well-timed Christmas present for owners that have been patient and stuck with him this season. Did anybody actually start him last week, though? I don't know. He was on our wire, wasn't he? 
I think maybe, or, or if anybody had him, it was Andy. I should have. He oh. scored 28 points while catching all nine targets that were sent his way. He had 122 receptions, uh, reception yards, two touch- touchdowns, including a last-minute Hail Mary at the end of the second quarter that he just snagged out of nowhere. Man, Detroit has had so many Hail Marys against him in that stadium. They've had, like, in that four. St- in, that, in that stadium and in that same end zone. It's yeah. always at that end of the field. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck. So now, yeah, Kirk got him and Aaron got him in the past for sure. Yeah. And those are the buds of the week. Nice. We'll hit the duds. Um, had to give it to my boy, Tim Brody, who we were just talking talking highly about when I was saying that the Pats might make it to the Super Bowl. But last week, he had a pretty shit week. He had 126 pass yards, a tutty, and two interceptions. He only got 7.04 points Ooh. for the kids. But he's, you know what? His days as a fantasy dominant quarterback, I don't think are here anymore. Good real life quarterback, but I don't think he's a fantasy dominant quarterback that guys are going to be looking to draft. That's a fair. That's a fair comment. There's and I don't too mind many that. other guys that you can pick out there late rounds that are going to be better. You Consistently know? better, yeah. Because Phil Tom Rivers. Tom gives you pass yards. He's not going to give you anything on the ground. No, you know. So and then new that new wave coming in the Deshaun yeah. Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen the scrambling types Lamar Jackson that can get you those points. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, uh, but anyway, Johnny had him. Yeah, I digress. Um, <laughs> tight end dud this week is also on the Pats, and that's Gronk. Um, he was held to a fucking goose egg, and just like my boy Chris Hogan. Man, um, tough yeah. week if you have both those yeah, players, tough, eh? Yeah, tough week if you have both those players. Uh, tough week if you drafted Gronk in the second round. Yeah, uh, more rocks are being thrown around uh, the rock pile than normal. Oh yeah, I throw them to one side, I, I throw them to the I other, put them in pile. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had zero, three targets, zero receptions, zero points. Um, wide receiver, my boy Amari Cooper. Fuck, fucked me. And on a game that I thought he was going to really run wild, um, Michael Gallup got the score. Uh, five <laughs> targets. Five targets, four receptions, 20 yards. He got me two points in the fantasy championship game, and he blew it. Yeah. Fuck. Um, running back, dud of the week. I think he might have got hurt. Yeah, he did. So... I was just going to go with Matt Breida, but he got hurt, like, what, third third quarter? Yeah, maybe even the second. He was yeah. out early. Yeah. So that one's a little bit low-hanging fruit. Lots of running backs had some pretty good weeks this week. Um, but he only had four rush attempts, 20 yards, one reception for six yards. So. Yeah. That's the duds. Those are the duds. Well, we're jumping into the last little portion here, and we're going to talk our league, the N40L. Yeah. So playoff matchups, we can uh, go over them. Obviously, we, t- we touched on it earlier. I was fortunate enough to have a okay week um, and came away with the championship, first place. Gord finishes the year in second, 92-73. to 73. Tough one. Tough one. In the third place game, this one was super interesting. The Breezy Topmies were taking on the Cat Guys for third in the league. And going into the Monday Nighter, they were tied. Tied. 93.64 to 93.64. And Kellen had... Jared Cook playing in that Monday Nighter, and that motherfucker got two points. Yeah. (laughs) 
which which just makes it tough if you're Chris. Fuck that that stings that he got two points only. You know what though? At that point, you're almost better off losing. Yeah, you get a higher pick higher in the first. Pick. Yeah, so that's I don't exactly think it. I don't think Pecky's too too mad about. No, that. I don't think so. So Kellen finishes third overall. Well, Chris goes to fourth. Yep. Um. Well. I guess we'll talk about the consolation around here. Some big fucking weeks for the Massive. boys. Like huge. Curls for Girls got 151.56. They were facing Julio Think You Are I Am. Still best name in the league. <coughs> 142.58. And How? that is insane. Yeah. How crazy that Feldy starts to Sean Watson who gets 40 and then uh, Dutchy Show Life starts uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers 46. Yeah, man. And, and then he's probably thinking like, okay, I've got Chris Carson who got me 27 points. And then fucking Feldman gets 22 from Damian Williams. And 20 from McGuire. Yeah, just wild. What a week for those two. That was a and huge And Gurley matchup. got nothing. He started Gurley. Yeah. Flex. And then if you look on the bench... Um, Shane has uh, Doug Martin, the muscle hamster, who got him 21. Yeah, it's a tough Just one. sitting down there. But, yeah, great matchup for the for the consolation bracket for sure. With that win, Feldman secures himself first overall pick in the 2019 yeah. N40L draft. Yeah, he does. He does. Shane gets second overall. So, uh, Feldy comes in seventh. Yes, and, and Shane eighth. Shaner comes in eighth. Yeah. Uh, next up, Eastlake Scoundrels. In the ninth place game. <sighs> man. What a, what a week for the kids, man. Eastlake Scoundrels, 163.5 points. The replacements, 62.94. That, in fact, was a record breaker. I checked the Hall of Records. It's the highest game. Largest margin of victory in league history. Oh. Scotty won by 100.56 points. That's crazy. Uh, he also set the record for uh, points in a single week by a team. Uh, so, oh man, just give it to him. Just savage, John. Yeah. Holy shit, John. Thirty-three from Big Ben, thirty-four from Brown, Jamal Williams, twenty-one, Kyle Rudolph. Oh, he started Rudolph, twenty-eight. What a day! And AP sixteen. Yeah. Fuck. Unreal. Yeah, and he had Dougie Baldwin on the bench, getting him twenty-two. Yeah. Doesn't help though when. Uh, Gronk gets John zero, Kenyon Drake gets him five, Tom Brady gets him seven, and Peyton Barber gets Barber. him five too. Barber. So wow, way to go, uh way to go, Scott. Yeah, Holy big shit. Win. Big win for the kids. You fucking serve notice. Scott's gonna be a tough team going forward, I think. I think so. Turn it up. He knows what to do. Oh, he's, we missed the turn it up at the start. Yeah, oh, we got it in there. Yeah. Scott's turning it up and so are we. <laughs> Yeah, so that uh, that was the uh, week that was in the N40L. Only yeah. only four matchups to do, and that brings us to our draft order. So, first overall pick belongs to Feldman for the second year in a row. I imagine Gurley will not be leaving his squad, but we'll mm-hmm. see what happens in the off season. Second pick, Show Life Shane. Third overall pick, Scotty from East Lake. Fourth overall pick, Rockpile Rascal. Fifth, Valley View Vices. Sixth, the Stunners and Ooh. the Gregor Bowl champion, Andy. Yeah. Seventh, Nigel. Eighth, Stu with the horn. Nine, Chris Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick? Kirkpatrick? No, no, no. 
cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this bubbly is <laughs> Rosé all day. Oh. Uh, yeah, Chris Kirk Cousins has ninth. The fucking Commissioner Goodkell, the villain himself, has 10th. Gord has 11th. And yours truly, me, Matt, the at Blazers 12. at 12. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a tie, actually, in our league. Transaction counter, the final numbers. There was a tie at the top. Feldman and Gord have now made 46 transactions, which might be the league record. We'll have to keep track of that one. Uh, so they share that first place trophy. Johnny finishes second with 44. And Shane finished the year with the least at 15. Really? 15. That's it. Confidence. Con- yeah. Or, you know, just trusting his guys. Yeah, I guess. You know? Um, well, that brings us to our finale, our, our closer. Um, so, let, as we mentioned earlier in the show, we will not be recording any uh, new apps until after the Super Bowl. That way, we've got a little bit of time to gather information about how the playoffs went. We won't have any fantasy stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we can, it'll give us some time to prepare more of like a, recap if we need to. Yeah, yeah, this was kind of this kind of served. This was a good recap. I think this served pretty well. Maybe yeah. maybe we try something new for the Super Bowl one. We do it live or do it at a party or something. That would yeah, be that would be fun. So yeah. With that being said, um I was put in charge of story time this week. And rather than tell a story, I'd like to I'd like to just do a little bit of an ode to the season that was. Um so in the league itself, it was just an insane year. Records were set from the likes of Breeze to Pat Mahomes to Christian McCaffrey to Zach Ertz. Overtime games were plenty, and there was drama on and off the field. The Browns aren't back being relevant and good, finally. We have saw a class of rookies that was unprecedented from, from running backs like Saquon and Philip Lindsay to quarterbacks like Mayfield and Sammy D. Oh, love Sammy D. We had a great showing at wide receiver. DJ Moore, as Gord mentioned, is going to be a force. Christian Kirk, Joey's out on him. The fantasy season was amazing as well. The closeness within our league, the parity amongst the teams was unprecedented. The banter took a whole new level, and team names have never been better. So give yourself a pat on the back, boys. The playoff outcome... Uh, they were good. You know, a lot of adversity going into it. Took on first place. Took on Stu. Gord took on the Cats when they were hot. And we eventually met in the finals. And a subsequent championship was just a cherry on the Sunday. I couldn't have asked to play against a better guy. Leading up to it, during and after. Showed humility, class. It was, it was a great time to be alive, to be honest. <sighs> Axe Head represent. Axe Head rep. And lastly, the BFB. This pod. What a crazy idea. I can't believe it actually came to fruition. We had a, we had a chance to interview every single guy in the league this year, and we did. And we added more to that. We had different friends come aboard, whether it be uh, our buddy C-Rob to yeah. Tay and Bonnie Dune. Yeah. Call in, in Bacon. studio. Bacon took on the role of a correspondent and mm-hmm. crushed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crushed it. Safe to say the names of a few of his friends. Yeah. yeah. All league members guessed it, as we said. I mean, it, I just felt it brought the league closer. The banter upped. 
the, the shit talking was ramped to 10. More gambling. More gambling. Uh, it just became a league that other guys talked about. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we actually have, have a bit of a waiting list. And, you know, the, the, the idea of expansion didn't float, but something beautiful did spawn out of that idea. And we now have the Flyers Fantasy Football League with boys yes. from the team. The sound effects were amazing. All Gord's idea. And we touched on some of our favorites earlier in the episode. As we mentioned, Bacon killed it as our entertainment guy. And our in-studio guests brought it each and every week. I, it was a labor of pure love and enjoyment. And it still is. I look forward to next season with Gord. And that's my last point. There couldn't have been a better host to do it with oh, than thanks, El Hancho buddy. himself. Yeah. I feel like our ideas, our vision, it all kind of meshed together. It's a team effort. While being so different in the way we prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I promise to our loyal listeners that I'm going to work with Gord on reading words off of screen in the off season. And Gord's going to work with me about not being so fucking nuts about every single detail about this show. But Gord, it's been an absolute pleasure. We couldn't yeah. have asked for a better Thanks, season, buddy. a fairy tale ending, fairy tale ending, and uh, I just think this has been yeah, it's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave you with the famous words of the BFB: "It's bigger than us. It's bigger than us, and we know it." Yeah. So, with that being said, thank you for listening all yeah, season. Thanks, boys and girls. We're looking forward to your ideas, your input. Um, yeah. Without without listeners, there'd be no point in doing this. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks exactly. a bunch. Yeah, we appreciate. Uh, it. We'll see you in a couple weeks, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, episode seventeen in the wraps. Thanks, boys.
to get what I'm after Till the day I I'm after.